President Biden spoke from the Oval Office tonight in a primetime address and asked Congress to approve $100 billion in emergency funds. Well, good luck with that. We can't even get Congress to approve each other. That's as good as it gets. The professional writers are back at work now. Oh, how they were missed, weren't they? Well, uh, welcome back. Happy Friday to you. Our number two and our humble uh, but uh, excellent radio broadcast. <laughs> and uh, we just had a uh, caller in the last hour, Bob from Chattanooga. Uh, a lot of uh, reaction to Bob. Many people think that Bob is uh, what you call a seminar caller, a seminar caller. Someone pretending to be, oh, no, I'm a Trump supporter. I just hate the Jews, and I, I hate to see the Jews attack our ships again, like in 1967 during the Six-Day War, the USS Liberty, because they're the real threat. But, uh, you know, Bob, the Houthis are firing cruise missiles and launching drones to attack Israel, and uh, Iran is backing them. Uh, I know the bad guys when I see them, Bob. I know who the bad guys are. I know the difference between the bad guys and the good guys. For me, that's always been pretty easy. The cops are the good guys. The criminals are the bad guys. The Democrats believe otherwise. In the Middle East, Iran, they are uh, what are the, the head of the snake. They're the great Satan, using their own terminology. They're the ones that fed that uh, that that uh, fuel and fire and 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 fund and and arm Hamas and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, not to be confused with the various other Islamic jihads, and the Houthi rebels in Yemen. Now Yemen doesn't actually border Israel, Bob. Yet they're firing on them, and we see them along with the Democrat Party in the United States chanting from the river to the sea. And, you know, death to the Jews, and uh, we've got to save the terrorists. And Joe Biden is giving the terrorists $100 million of our taxpayer dollars. And I don't think he has any intention of going through Congress on that one, does he? But now he wants uh, $60 billion for Ukraine because Israel is under attack. And, you know, but Ukraine paid the Biden family millions of dollars. And uh, that, boy, that would talk about your return on investment for Ukraine. Barisma had the they had one of the most impressive ROIs that anybody's ever seen. That's your return on investment. That's a financial talk. Remarkable stuff. Yeah, and he said, oh, yeah, the right-wingers want to attack Iran. Well, yeah, Iran is spinning centrifuges, enriching uranium, building nuclear weapons as quickly as they can with the approval of and the funding from the Obama-Biden administration and, of course, Boltneck John Kerry, the scariest-looking Secretary of State ever, um, until John Fetterman becomes Secretary of State. And the Democrat Party is the, you know, you, uh, Bob, you're talking about, oh, the right-wingers, the Republicans want to bomb Iran. Uh, the Republicans didn't get us into a war in the Middle East, but now we're shooting in the Middle East, Bob, under Joe Biden, Bob, under the Democrats, Bob. And uh, the war is everywhere. There was no land war in Europe. Uh, Russia wasn't that war when Donald Trump was living in the White House, but then came Joe Biden. And now all the bad guys of the world are laughing up their sleeves as they make the moves they've always wanted to make. If only the United States of America didn't exist, what Russia would do, what China would do. 
Taiwan right now is on a short leash because we're standing by for China. The communist Xi Jinping, a ricochet rabbit to make his move on Taiwan. And in the meantime, Iran is making their move on Israel by way of their proxies. Hamas, the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, Hezbollah, the Houthi uh, uh, rebels not bordering Israel. Uh, But where did the Houthi rebels, who are cave dwellers, where did these troglodytes get cruise missiles and drones with that kind of range? The answer is Iran, Bob. And... um, I've got to say, I question uh, some of your claims about uh, voting for Trump and going to a Trump rally because that conforms with the seminar caller formula. And um, no, the right-wingers in Israel and the conservatives in the United States don't want war, but what we do want to do is make sure that we stop the bad guys from rolling over civilization. They're the ones pushing for war. Once again, we are the good guys, Bob. Iran, bad guys. Houthis, Hamas, Islamic Jihad, Hezbollah, bad guys circling back to Iran. Bad guys in cahoots with Putin and Russia. Kami, KGB, Stasi, bad guy, wants to reconstitute the Soviet Union. Bad. Xi Jinping, communist China, bad guys. These are the bad guys, Bob. And it's a pretty black and white situation. It honestly is. It is a time for choosing. Choose your side. Israel, a 1967 incident during a war there against them, notwithstanding, Israel is not the bad guy. But what a bizarre thing to dredge up all these decades later, Bob. Just saying. Uh, okay, we've got uh, we've got a lot to get to today. The USS Liberty, and we've got Hakeem Jeffries, who is, you know, if uh, his uh, uncle's mentorship took, then Hakeem Jeffries, whose first name is Hakeem, which is not Bob uh, or John, Hakeem Jeffries is out there today declaring that Jim Jordan is a threat to our democracy. Um, and, you know, worse than that. Now, again, Hakeem Jeffries was was largely raised, according to his own account, by his beloved uncle, Leonard Jeffries, Professor Leonard Jeffries, who is a notorious anti-Semite and anti-Israel hack. And, uh, and of course, Hakeem Jeffries primary influence growing up. So I don't, um, you know, I don't know. Why, did, why didn't his parents just name him Steve? Or uh, they'd come, did his parents name him Hakeem or did he adopt Hakeem later on? I, I should look into that. But Hakeem Jeffries says, he's not one of the good guys either, Bob. He's one of the bad guys. Um, so much to get to. And Joe Biden, with his big speech last night, proving once again, that he's a dunce, a dunderhead, a meatball. Not to be confused with Meatball, the radical rioter in Philadelphia with all of her followers on social media who are Democrats and they love looting and rioting. And, you know, the Democrat Party, Bob, is the party of looting. They're the party of war. Only if you count the Civil War, World War I, World War II, the Korean War, the Vietnam War. 
And uh, now war in Europe and war in the Middle East, uh, but uh, never mind that. And uh, Jimmy Carter was on Watch Bob when the Ayatollahs took over from that terrible Shah, who in the end was the good guy. Women had rights. Women dressed like normal people. Women drove cars. Women went to universities. Iran was, under the Shah, practically a Western country. At least it was very much Western-leaning. I saw the Shah's son, uh, Reza Pahlavi Jr., on the television the other day. And uh, a perfectly reasonable person. We should restore the Shah, don't you think, Bob? I think we should restore the Shah. And um, that's not when we meddled in. Uh, it was uh, Mohammed Mossadegh when we meddled. And Mossadegh was a head, uh, a, a front man for the, for the National Front, which was just behind the curtain, the Ayatollahs. And we did the right thing meddling in Iran. And that was when the CIA meddled in foreign elections instead of in our own presidential elections, as the intelligence community did in 2020. But never mind that. All right, let's go to Joe Biden. And then we'll get to Hakeem Jeffries and, and to Jim Jordan, who came out and spoke this morning as well, uh, as there may be um, another vote on the speakership in the House of Representatives today, Jim Jordan having lost two votes thus far, doing worse on the second go-round than on the first. And we've got some really numbskull, dim-witted um, Republican House members that are behaving badly and really ought to straighten up and fly right and uh, get this back on track. There are radical left-wing fake media outlets that are saying, oh, the Republicans could screw this up so badly that Hakeem Jeffries, the Democrat leader, will become the Speaker of the House. This is what uh, some of the left-wingers are peddling today. Certainly hope that's not the case. That would be, you know, kind of the end of the Republican Party as a, as a coherent party in American politics. And if there are a few stupid members of the House that are so ignorant that they would stumble over themselves and, and make things go that sideways, then, you know, they should certainly be driven out of politics. But, uh, but now we should get to, to Joe Biden because he gave a speech last night where he lumped together, conflated, if you will, the uh, terrorist attack on Israel, the jihadi attack on Israel, and the communist attack on Ukraine. Bob, these are two different groups of the bad guys, United States and Israel, two different groups of the good guys. See, uh, let's go to Joe Biden last night um, because he's, well, he was reading the teleprompter, other people's words. He uh, mangled a few things, stumbled through a couple of things. Joe Biden. We're facing an inflection point in history. It's an inflection point. One of those moments where the decisions we make today are going to determine the future for decades to come. He uh, wanted to explain what an inflection point is because he wasn't sure himself. They had to write it into the script. Then he uh, spoke about American values. Oh, I've got an update on Tara Reid, too, who Joe Biden sexually assaulted when she was a Joe Biden staffer in Joe Biden's Senate office. She has fled to Russia, where she feels safe from the Biden organized crime family. And she had a post last night that I want to share with you, Joe Biden. American leadership is what holds the world together. American alliances are what keep us, America, safe. Used to. American values are what make us a partner that other nations want to work with. Traditionally. To put all that at risk, if we walk away from Ukraine, 
Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com.
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. All right, let's go uh, back to the phones. Uh, Bob, the seminar calling. And isn't it funny how they all lie and they're all Jew haters? Isn't that amazing? All the Democrats hate the Jews. They're all Jew haters. They're anti-Semites. Most of them genocidal anti-Semites from the river to the sea. That's a call for genocide. And the Democrats in college campuses and college professors are, are all in with that. I got another college professor for you today, too who's having none of what's going on on campus. Uh, let's go to Jim, calling from Winchester, Virginia. Beautiful Winchester. Was there a couple of weeks ago. Jim, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Chris. Hey, Jim. Um, I haven't heard any... I have I have not heard anybody on the uh, pundits ask this question, but is the money that's sent in, being sent to Ukraine $60 billion... Does that come back to the Biden crime family as a percentage of that, or is it a set fee? <laughs> well, you know, we don't know the answer to that yet, but you've got to assume, look, the millions of dollars from Ukraine and the Burisma gas company going into the Biden family coffers and to Biden's friend, Devin Archer, the news media just doesn't cover these stories. Uh, Devin Archer got the uh, same million-dollar-a-year no-show job with Burisma, and uh, you'd think... You know, the news media would want to go talk to them, sit them down if they were holding our government accountable, but they don't. It's not clear how the kickback will come, though, Jim. Um, you know, you've got, since you called in from from Winchester, Jim, you've got uh, Delegate Dave LaRocque running for office there, right? And he's offering a giveaway of 10 free AR-15s. Are you aware of that? you got to sign up for that, Jim. I did. I did hear about that, yes. Yeah, I'd, I'd sign up if I lived there. That's good. Dave LaRock running, uh, running for office. 10 AR-15s. Also, uh, violence in Chicago. A city councilwoman in Chicago was assaulted, beaten along with her staffer who was sent to the hospital by Democrats, naturally, who were out there violently attacking at a rally where they showed up with misspelled signs and uh, the Democrat Party is out. And wait till you hear Hakeem Jeffries declaring Jim Jordan to be a threat to our democracy, an extremist. They're going to fire on Fort Sumter again. And the presumably racist anti-Semite Hakeem Jeffries with his uncle, Professor Leonard Jeffries, the anti-Semite, and um, Democrat House Leader Hakeem Jeffries. What, what's his brother's name? He's Hakeem, and his brother is uh, Hassan. Hakeem and Hassan. Maybe they should uh, be in the Gaza killing Jews. What a just uh, kind of funny because uh, most Americans come from a Christian background, but that's okay. We'll get to that as well. Here's Joe Biden. Yeah, and the violent attack on the. A Democrat, obviously, and a minority, uh, and woman. She's uh, attacked and uh, assaulted by 
by Democrats yesterday because they're violent. It's a violent party that's the Democrat party. A lot of violence. Stop looting my neighborhood. Stop shooting people. Stop rioting. It's the Democrat Party. Stop being anti-Semites. That's a bridge too far right there, I think. All right, let's get back to uh, Joe Biden. And, uh, yeah, Bob, the seminar caller, really got, got things going this morning. So here's Joe Biden last night from the Oval Office. You notice they cleaned the whole desk off. There was nothing on his desk. On the table behind him, there were a couple of pictures, but the whole the Resolute desk was, was wiped clean, maybe because they thought he'd knock things over or somebody might slip behind the desk and they'd have to tilt the camera down. Here's uh, Joe Biden last night talking about Iran, Bob. Uh, Iran is the bad, guy, bad guys, not the Jews, Bob, not the Jews, and not the United States, Bob, tampering in Iran's election of the Shah. You don't even know. You didn't even called in to talk about the USS Liberty, didn't know what year it was. Said, yeah, we tampered on the Shah, the Shah in Iran. You know, actually, that was Mohammed Mossadegh, who was a front man for the National Front, which is a front group for the Ayatollahs. But you're on the side of, uh, you know, death, Bob. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to uh, Joe Biden last night talking about, uh, you know, that one of one of the many troikas of evil that we're facing now, Bob. Iran is is supporting Russia in Ukraine. What? And is supporting Hamas and other terrorist groups in the region. And the Houthis. And we'll continue to hold them accountable, I might add. No, you won't. Well, by sending them more money? Uh, but by they, they use the words, but they don't know what they mean. By holding Iran accountable, he's, he's in the process of funneling another $6 billion to them. It was the Obama-Biden administration and bolt-neck John Kerry that allowed Iran to continue to enrich uranium. Oh, it's for peaceful purposes. And we're going to give $100 million to the Palestinians, but only for humanitarian things, because they're well-known for their humanitarian. Uh, again, they use the words, but they don't know what they mean. They think slaughtering Jewish people is a humanitarian act, I guess. Joe Biden, yeah, Iran, and we're, we're, going, to hold, we're going to keep holding them accountable. You haven't held anybody accountable. You're not even being held accountable. Your son, Hunter, is certainly not being held accountable. Uh, Joe Biden, but he's not going to stop there. He's, gonna, he's not going to stop till there's global thermonuclear war. If we don't stop Putin's appetite for power and control in Ukraine, he won't limit himself just to Ukraine. He's, Putin's already threatened to remind, quote, remind Poland that their Western land was a gift from Russia. One of his top advisors, a former president of Russia, has called Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania Russia's Baltic provinces. Commies. These are all NATO allies. For 75 years, NATO has kept peace in Europe mm-hmm. and has been the cornerstone of American security. Now you're here. And if Putin attacks a NATO ally, we will defend every inch of NATO, which the treaty requires and calls for. Sounds like he's begging for it, doesn't he? Sounds like he's uh, looking for a trigger. Um, of course, who's really in charge? Because we know he's not. Uh, obviously, someone else wrote those words and is steering what's going on. Uh, and... Um, now he's kind of begging him, I dare you, uh, touch a square foot of land in Poland or Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia. My best girl and I have been to all four of those uh, places and not too long ago. And it sounds like Joe Biden is inviting Putin to trigger World War III. President Trump 
was much more even keeled on these matters than Joe Biden, who was sold to us as a foreign policy expert who is going to restore our standing in the world. Remember that? And, you know, that is our far standing used to be that of suckers, of hapless, feckless, dim-witted, confused suckers, because he's uh, certainly established that, hasn't he? On the other hand, President Trump um, goaded NATO nations into paying more into the common defense and uh, push them to live up to their commitments to pay 2% of their gross domestic product into the common defense under the umbrella of NATO. Joe Biden, on the other hand, he also warned Germany not to become too dependent on Vladimir Putin for their natural gas, Nord Stream 1, Nord Stream 2. Who blew those up? Who leaked the decision from the Supreme Court? Who's being held accountable for lying to the FISA courts and presenting Hillary Clinton's opposition research as a legitimate dossier of intelligence in order to get warrants to spy on the political enemies of the Democrat Party? That is President Trump and their followers. Accountability, my rumpus. Joe Biden last night, he's, uh, he, he thinks he's being watched. Beyond Europe... We know that our allies and maybe most importantly our adversaries and competitors are watching. Adversaries. watching our response in Ukraine as well. Mm-hmm. And if we walk away and let Putin erase Ukraine's independence, uh-huh. would-be aggressors around the world be emboldened to try the same? Nobody's talking about walking away. conflict and chaos could spread in other parts of the world. Could. In the Indo-Pacific. In is. the Middle East. Especially is. in the Middle East. It is. It already is. What it could. I mean, it, the, the Middle East is up in flames, and he's concerned that something might. And you know, nobody's talking about walking away from Ukraine. Talking about some accountability on the tens of billions of American taxpayer dollars that are being funneled in there, after Ukraine funneled millions of dollars to the Biden family. Just a thought. Is anybody monitoring this stuff? Are Ukrainians buying? Uh, homes in Switzerland, you bet your bottom dollar they are. Yachts that are going to be parked in Malta, you bet your bottom dollar they are. Uh, this guy is the biggest sock puppet that has ever risen in American politics. And he's the President of the United States. And he's running for re-election. He's a jellyfish under a pier, bumping into pilings. And turning around and going in the other direction. I don't know if you've ever seen jellyfish under pier doing that, but that's it. Uh, Joe Biden then, that's uh, the. was he reading the instructions in the teleprompter here? Because this is kind of a weird one. And uh, says, make it clear. I think maybe in parentheses they had the words, make it clear. And he threw the words in there, even though it was supposed to just be kind of a, a tonal instruction. We'll have something that we do not seek. Make what? it clear, we do not seek. We do not make, seek to make have it clear. American troops fighting in Russia or fighting against Russia. What? What? F- fighting in Russia or fighting against Russia, U.S. troops? And is anybody talking about U.S. troops fighting in Russia? Because now we've got a U.S. warship firing shots in the Red Sea, taking out weapons fired by Houthi rebels, also funded by Iran, just by the way. We'll have something that we do not seek. Make it clear, we do not seek. We- Make it clear. We do not seek. And then he talks about U.S. troops fighting in Russia. What the hell are you talking about? We do not seek to have American troops fighting in Russia. What? Fighting against Russia. What? Or something like that. 
this guy needs to go. Boy, he's unbelievable. There is a Republican senator by the name of J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance watched the, uh, watched the speech last night. And uh, suffice to say, he was not impressed. Why is Joe Biden going on national television and selling people on a Ukrainian escalation when Joe Biden is talking about the terrible tragedy in Israel. It is a separate country and a separate problem. I think what the president did is completely disgraceful. If he wants to sell the American people on 60 billion more to Ukraine, he shouldn't use dead Israeli children to do it. It was disgusting. Fairly well said. Uh, Ohio Republican Senator J.D. Vance seems to have a good deal of common sense. Then there is the retired U.S. Army three-star general, Lieutenant General Keith Kellogg, uh, who was asked to respond to President Biden's speech. It's still kind of hard to say, isn't it? His Biden. And, and it's true. I'm so why, why are we talking about Ukraine in one sentence and Israel in the next sentence? And we don't want U.S. troops fighting in Russia. And if things go badly in Ukraine, it might lead to bad things in the Middle East. What, like nuclear Armageddon? What more bad news could we have out of the Middle East? Well, you know, we could have more, and Joe Biden is president. There might be more. Now retired Lieutenant General Keith Kellogg. If Hezbollah comes into this fight, then the next question is, okay, what are you going to do with Iran? How are you going to handle that? And normalizing relations is a huge mistake. It's a terrorist state. Thirteen days ago, in their parliament, they chanted, death to America, death to Israel. Should that be frowned upon? Because the Democrats don't really frown upon that. And we have the Jihad Squad, Democrats in the House of Representatives. Wait until you hear Hakeem Jeffries, the bomb-throwing anti-Semite Democrat leader. And I got to tell you that the Republicans need to hire me to write their responses for them because they need to return fire, rhetorical fire in kind, before the Democrats uh, open fire on Fort Sumter again. Because, I, honestly, I'm, I'm waiting for the Democrats to show up on Capitol Hill all dressed in gray uniforms. You're a Democrat party. Uh, uh, uh. Um, this morning on the Fox News Channel, was it the 5 a.m. hour? It was the 5 a.m. hour. Rabbi Arya Lightstone was on, and he uh, worked in the Trump administration, Rabbi Arya Lightstone, and uh, he was on the television this morning talking about uh, Biden's speech last night from an Israeli perspective. If you look at the speech that he gave last night, I think was incredibly disappointing for two different reasons. Number one is you can't conflate the Israeli war with the Ukrainian war. I'm not arguing the justification of either, but conflating them is a mistake. And secondly, we have 30 dead Americans. We have more than 10 missing American hostages and what Biden lectures Israel is on according themselves to the rules of war. He didn't talk about Ukrainians with the rules of war. It's a given that Israel will conduct itself with the rules of war. And then the need to have both a two-state solution and to give $100 million to Gaza while we still have missing Americans is demonstrating weakness. So that's incredibly disappointing. Uh, technically, there are now 32 Americans dead, not uh, 30 uh, Rabbi, but the numbers do keep going up, and at least 11 Americans unaccounted for and believed to have been kidnapped by the troglodytes who are torturing, raping, and murdering them as we speak, while Joe Biden is giving them $100 million for doing it. What kind of a precedent does that set? And again, 
conflating the war in Ukraine, which was not ongoing under President Trump, and the war in Israel, which was not ongoing under President Trump, uh, and pretending they're both in one bucket is a lot of BS. The rabbi was right about that. Now, a uh, national security former defense intelligence agency woman, Rebecca Koffler, um, who is an immigrant, a proud American, and a national security hawk talking about Joe Biden's speech last night. Joe Biden has politicized the tragic event in Israel and effectively has robbed Israel to give to Ukraine so he can continue to pursue his nonsensical policies. Throwing money into Ukraine is not going to produce a victory. It hasn't done anything, hasn't moved the needle on the battlefield. Ukrainians' counteroffensive has effectively uh, stalled. No, Putin is not going to invade a NATO country. He's not suicidal. It's illogical to claim on the one hand that Putin's military is so weak that it's struggling in Ukraine. Ukraine, and on the other hand, uh, to say that he's going to invade NATO, that would trigger Article 5 and Putin will be finished. It's nonsense. Biden is lying. That's pretty succinct, I think. That was uh, very well said. Rebecca Koffler, former Defense Intelligence Agency analyst in the United States of America and uh, and, uh, all-around smart and sometimes ferocious woman. I, I like her. And the rabbi Lightstone... Um, yeah, that's true. What does what does Ukraine have to do with Iran? Well, he explained that if things go badly in Ukraine, Joe Biden said that could lead to bad things in the Middle East. Which, if that makes sense to you, you must be like Bob the seminar caller. Extraordinary, robbing Peter to pay Paul comes to mind, and of course, then they throw in fourteen billion for U.S. border security in order to force Republicans to vote for it. Otherwise, they'll run campaign ads and the news media will lie that you voted against funding to secure our border because there are 10,000 ways to lie in the naked city. And, you know, we get about 1,000 of them every day from the Democrats and the media, but I repeat myself. All right, I... uh, I'm going to have a bit more for you on uh, Biden and uh, war and Ukraine and Europe and uh, Israel and the Middle East and Joe Biden being uh, the opposite of a good president. Uh, and then Hakeem Jeffries with his bomb-throwing Molotov cocktail. I'd, I assume he's going to go off looting and uh, attacking Jews after he uh, frees up from attacking Jim Jordan. But, uh, but we'll get to the House of Representatives shortly. Right now, let's go to uh, let's go to the telephones. Let's go to Joe, calling from Woodbridge, in Virginia. Joe, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Chris, always good to hear you. Always good to talk to you, sir. Welcome. So you know, I'm a former United States Marine, been in government service forty plus years. I have never, ever, ever thought in my lifetime that 32 Americans or more would be savagely murdered by Islamic terrorists. And our president and our Congress, quite frankly, Republican-led, would not issue a declaration of war, would not 
respond with ground troops to support Israel to completely, completely destroy Iran's proxy armies of Hamas and Hezbollah. Uh, there are crickets in the media. I honestly am perplexed. It is absolutely bizarre what has taken place in this country, that we have Congress members who are terrorist sympathizers openly and publicly, that there are students, American students on our campuses that are basically calling for the gassing of Jews and genocide against the Jewish nation. You know, I know it's not popular to say, Chris, but in my opinion, we should be putting ground forces into Israel right now. We should have a clear goal to not only clear out Gaza, I would even say to temporarily retake the Sinai Peninsula and push every single Gazan out of Gaza into the Sinai, set up a refugee camp, and let the Muslim nations take these people in. They are not innocent Palestinians. They voted a terrorist organization into power in Gaza, and they are not innocent Palestinians. I would punish the Muslim nations by retaking territory and teaching them that every time they try to destroy the Jewish nation, every time they commit a heinous invasion of Israel and the Jewish nation, they will lose territory. I would take back territory in Lebanon. I would take back part of the Syrian desert. And, and it is to show the Muslim nations that they cannot have this attitude of wanting to destroy the Jewish nation without a price, and the price should be land. Well, you know, uh, you know what the uh, the president of the United States has done is give a hundred million dollars to the Palestinians to distribute among their various hate groups. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.